Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Our Heavenly Father, may we believe on you. May we trust in you. May we allow your Spirit to move us in a powerful way. Move us beyond the norm. Help us to get involved in life and to be life-changing for you. And that we would see you clearly. And we'd respond to your will for our lives. Help us in our weakness. Give us strength to overcome those things that bog us down. And Lord, be with those listening today that are struggling. Those that might be struggling with an issue. Whatever that issue is, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, touch them. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I want to share a passage of Scripture with you. It's found in Romans chapter 13. And it's the 8th through, I believe I'm going to read through the uh, 8 through 10 verses. We'll see. I might get a little bit farther today. But it's something that we all need to live, and that is to live in love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, which is Jesus Christ, to die a cruel death on the cross for you and for me so that we could be saved and that we could go to heaven because we believe on him, not because of works, not because of the 10 things you think you need to do, but because you love Jesus so much and you believe that he's coming again and you believe that you're going to have a life-changing experience through him. It's all faith. It's all faith. People, you've got to believe that Jesus is who he says he is. Let me read this scripture. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. Whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. Well, that's the first verse, okay? Do you have that in your mind? I'm going to read it one more time. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. People of God, can you say without question that you love others? Can you say that you put up with others? Can you say you look beyond the faults of others? Or do you judge others compared to your own relationship? Or do you judge others in the sense that they ought to be the way you think they should be? Or what a Christian should look like? People, let's not get caught up in judging. Let's not get caught up in rating people. Oh, that person's about a five on the Christian scale. Let's put up with loving people. Let's listen to people. Let's encourage them when they're down. Growing up, my brother Dan and I, we played basketball out behind uh, our church, and we, it was right on Indian Creek there. And on that creek, there was this little, little shack, and it literally was a shack. And it was probably less than 350 square feet, and I'm not exaggerating. It was the most small little rundown thing you've ever seen. And a very, very poor man named Jess lived there. A man that had been in the military years ago, but somehow had nothing. 
He lived on a very meager social social security check, and it was amazing. I don't even know how he got into that shack. Thank uh, you know. Now I'm older now. If I knew if he was still there, I could find that out. But I didn't even know the situation, how that happened. But he stayed there. He fished there right behind his house in Indian Creek, caught fish. We used to go duck hunting, and we'd bring him the ducks. He would eat the ducks, and he would cut the feather. He would take the feathers off and make pillows. He would do all sorts of things. He wasn't pleasing to look at. He only had two teeth, his two front teeth that were uh, with a big gap about an inch between, and they were yellow, and he had he just had didn't have any teeth. He chewed tobacco all the time, so he had a very hard tobacco mustache. So he smelled. He didn't shower a lot. I didn't think he had a shower in his house that I saw. And I took care of his house, his house a couple times when he was out of town. But he was he was somebody not becoming to a normal person wanting to be around because one, he looked filthy, and he smelled. My brother Dan and I, and my parents, took him in and became very close friends with him. He would come to basketball games with us. We would take him to baseball games. He started coming to church. My mother started asking him over for lunch after church. And some people say, oh, how could you stand to have him in the house? My question to you people, how could I stand not to? How could I stand not to? This man was hurting. This man was ignored by society. This man was an outcast. I am so grateful for my parents and for my family and my brother Dan, who loved him. And he became a part of our family, a very significant part of family. He started coming to church. He gave his life to Jesus Christ. He would come out and work in the kitchen at these little camp meetings that we would have. And he would peel potatoes. He would sit there, talk to the kitchen help. And everybody knew him. The little kids loved him. And it was amazing. But I'm telling you something. Sometimes people are hard to love. Jess wasn't hard to love. Jess was easy to love. If you look beyond his exterior. One time we were going to take him to dinner. I was, uh, we, we were invited to a Christmas dinner at a relative's house. And they said, hey, we're glad to have your family come to dinner, but please don't bring that man. And he had every Christmas with us for a number of years. My heart, I was an 18-year-old, my heart was broken. My heart was crushed. I said, Mom, I don't want to go. I'm going to stay with Jess. My mom said, Tom, that's fine. That's fine. And so she made us a Christmas dinner. We stayed home. We watched football. We laughed together. We enjoyed each other's company. But how sad it was that my relatives, and it was, there were older relatives. They were probably in their 70s, and, and they, were, they were very solid Christian people. But I just think they're kind of examples of how many people are in life. They look at the exterior, and they don't want a part of that. Where are we? Who are we? Do we really? And remember the scripture? Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt of love to love one another. For whoever loves has fulfilled the law. People of God, we need to love people. We need to love people. You know, this the, the whole story kind of breaks my heart even to this day, and even though it's been 46 years. I'm so thankful for Jesse. I'm so thankful that he gave his life to Christ. He went to be with the Lord a number of years, number of years ago. But my brother Dan and I have told stories and stories 
about Jesse. Now my brother Dan is getting to see Jess face to face. And I know Jess is probably with my folks and with my brother and saying, thank you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for showing me Jesus. Thank you for changing my life. Folks, we need to be in the life-changing business. You have opportunities every single day. I don't think I'm going to get past this verse, by the way. <laughs> I think I'm stuck here, one verse. But we can talk about another. We can talk about it tomorrow. But I just, I just think we need to take advantage of looking out there to see who needs loved and to see who is not being loved, who is not being talked to. You ever look around your church? And see, if somebody being ignored, I do. I look around all the time. I did. That's, there's, there's one pet peeve I have is when somebody that I see never gets talked to and they go unnoticed. That, that really does bother me. It's in my mind. And I'm not any special person. I'm, I got more errors than most of you. But I, did, I can tell you this. I do look for that. And we all need to look for that. We need to look for that person that needs loved and encouraged and be an encourager. He wants to use you to be an encourager. Think of something you can do this week to encourage somebody. Maybe somebody that's down and out. Maybe somebody that is struggling. A while back, we had a person that came to our parking lot of our church, and she was she was really struggling. She asked for prayer, and, and she was going to have a surgery, and she lived in her car. And, you know, we was able to minister to her, to talk to her, to pray for her, to put some gas in her car, to do some things we probably— I wouldn't normally do, but because she was a dear person and I sensed that she loved Jesus, I sensed her heart. And you know, there's people out there like that. There are people out there like her that needs loved, that needs encouraged, that needs a place. And she said she stays in her car because she didn't want to go to a shelter because she's going to be around too many people that are struggling with drugs and she struggled with drugs and she doesn't want to fall victim again. She wants to stay away from that. Man, my heart was breaking. I had a lady in my church that called me and says, Tom, he says, I want to help her. I want to help her. She can come and stay at my house. I have an extra room. In fact, we have a trailer if she wants to stay in the trailer. In fact, I got some gift cards. I'd like to, I'm like, wow, that is so neat that you are feeling the call to do that. People there, I think it's all about our relationship with Jesus. I think it's all about really selling out to him and saying, Lord, I'm going to listen to your call about loving people. I'm not going to get so caught up in the world that it's all about me. It's all about my family. It's all about everything else. But all those around me, hey, you know what? They made their own bed. They're going to live in it. Folks, I'm telling you what. We have the greatest opportunity ever to change lives. My question for you is, are you? Am I? I can do it more. I need to do it more. I want to be more sensitive more. We ch- the church can't. I know we have people call all the time for food and this and that. We can't help everybody. And for gasoline and for, you know, power bills, we can't. We don't have it. We don't have it. But, you know, there's agencies out there, a lot of agencies out there. In our church, we get a list of them, and we refer people to try to help them. Now, some people don't want to do that. Some people are just after a handout, and that's true. Unfortunately, there are people like that. But there's other people that really certainly need help. And they need love. This girl in the parking lot, she wasn't asker. She wasn't one that was asking us for things. She was very, very, she just was concerned about her walk with God. She's concerned about her future. And that's why it was a privilege and honor to help her. People, you and I can be difference makers. Yes, we can. Let's live the word of God. Let's practice it. 
Let's help change lives. He loves you bunches. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.